Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Marketing Insights. I'm your host, Brandon Baker. Today, we're going to be talking about surveillance and monitoring that is used in marketing. Um, we're going to be taking a look at some examples from Supervision by Gilliam and Monahan, taking a look at some examples in the real world with marketing software and kind of tying it together and seeing how they're related. So within Gilliam and Monahan, they give us a bunch of different examples about our computer screens, our cell phones, uh, every technology that we use today being a data pool for uh, corporations, the government, what have you. And they're using all this data to uh, create target consumers, to create profiles out of people, and to use that data for business or for their own personal vendetta. And what I wanted to do was take a look at a real world example, not just uh, reading through scenarios, but actually giving a concrete example of something that marketers use in the real world. Uh, what I want to do with it is show you what they're able to see. So every time you use your phone or a laptop or a tablet, whatever it may be, we're going to discuss what marketers can see through a specific software. That software we're going to be using is Google Analytics. Now, I chose Google Analytics because I've experienced with it myself. I had a past internship where I utilized it in creating advertisements and marketing campaigns. And so I know quite a bit of information that's within it, um, what it's able to see and what it's able to do. So what can Google Analytics see? Google Analytics can see a bunch of different things. Well, first, let me backtrack. What is Google Analytics? Google Analytics is just a software that allows uh, mainly businesses to see what people are doing on their website. So, for example, Apple.com. They'll have a Google Analytics um, software that runs through it to where every time somebody goes on their website, they can see certain things about them. So you as a consumer, every time you type into your phone, um, you know, Apple.com, and you browse different websites and maybe go to check out and maybe buy something or buy an item. They can see everything in that process. But there's also a lot more behind the screens that they're able to see. One of those things you're able to see is your location in real time. So where you are using that device, whether it be your tablet, your iPhone, what have you. They can see your country, your region, your city. They can't pinpoint an exact address, but they can get pretty close. They can also see the language that you're speaking, that you're searching with through your search history and your cookies. Um, it can track what you know in terms of languages, mainly what you speak. So that could be effective in a marketing or an advertising campaign. Maybe there's a certain uh, language group that is on their website more. Um, something that's extremely interesting that I don't know a lot of people know when they're searching is Google Analytics is able to track your browser, operating system, and service provider all at once. Um, now, what that means is if you're searching on an Apple iPhone using Google Chrome with T-Mobile's um, network service, Google Analytics is able to tap into each of those segments and understand them. Now, why is that necessary? That's a great question because I don't really know um, why someone would want to know what operating system, whether it be a Windows or a Mac, they're using to reach your website. Um, it's kind of beside me. The only way I could really see it being beneficial is if you're optimizing your website 
for the consumer, depending on um, what what operating system you're using, because there's sometimes they'll run a bit different. But for the most part, it seems a little bit too intuitive why they should need to know that information. And let's take it a step further now with what type of monitoring Google Analytics is able to use to where it gets borderline um, borderline aggressive and you need to take a step back. Um, each time you go to a website, you are given a client ID is what it's called. Um, this is just a combination of numbers and letters, but that's your reference number. So if you go back to that website in the future from the same exact device, they can identify you with that exact same client number. So it shows, um, you know, pages that you've seen. It, it even shows the first time you've been on that website to the last time you've been on that website and every single visit in between, which is kind of alarming. They can't identify you as a person, but if we can go back and look at the location in real time, your language, um, more things that they can see, like your age group, your gender, then it starts to get um, a little bit scary that they can start to narrow down who you are as a person because of this client ID and how many times you visit a website. Um, more in-depth to what their monitoring can do is with your Google sign-in. So if you're using um, Google, Google Chrome, that is, and you're browsing websites and you're signed in to Google Chrome, um, they can track that data across different um, across different devices. So if you're using, you know, your laptop and you're signed into Google Chrome, and then you travel to work and you're on your cell phone and you're searching the same website and you're still signed in, they can see all the same information because you're signed in. And that's something I feel like people don't really understand is they can always see what where you are if you're signed in with the, with these things and that can get pretty scary and they can drill down um you know specific marketing campaigns or advertising campaigns based on this um digging even further they can go even further than this than what we've already talked about so far they can go into exactly what you typed in that search bar so say sticking to the topic of apple um let's say um, speaker system and Apple iPhone not working. And that's what you typed in your search bar. And that's how you got onto Apple's website and you clicked their website. From the very beginning of that process, when you type into that search bar and you end up on their website, they can see what you typed in and they can use that information. And again, attach it to that client ID. So every single time you search again and you end up on that website, they'll see what else you've searched. And it's stuff like this that makes you wonder why is this all necessary? And in terms of search query, I can give a good concrete example. For my job, we worked as um, a hydraulic company. So we repaired um, like big machines, like garbage trucks and things like that. We repaired those. And so what I could do is I could see what people were searching exactly to the T. And what a lot I was finding, finding a lot was um, people were searching um, 1998 Camaro um, engine repair or, you know, 2005 Ford truck repair, and they would end up on our website. And I found out that's not what we want. We don't want people like that. We want big machines and, and big um, garbage trucks and things like that. We want those customers. So it actually turned out to be a decent tool to use to narrow down our um, our advertising campaigns to kind of push those people aside. 
while it's great for the marketer and it's great for the advertiser, it pushes the boundaries for the consumers. Every time you type something into your computer, a business or a company is able to see what that they'll see what you're typing. And I think that pushes the boundaries of our securities or our security as a consumer. And it's, it's scary. Um, you might think you have certain privacy on certain devices or even on tablets and stuff like that. And it's, it's not true. I'm like, everything you're doing, everything you're searching, everything you're looking up um, can be seen. And then they can be tied to a specific ID and they can know your gender. They can know um, the operating system, your language, your location. And um, it's just something that I think consumers need to be aware about going forward. Um, uh, and tying it back to Gilliam and Monaghan, um, something they said early on was, the good old days of surveillance and monitoring was by observing in person. So if somebody was in a store, uh, you could watch what they were doing, where they were walking, what caught their attention, um, observe their behaviors and emotions, and you collect that as your data. And nowadays it's all happening behind these screens using software like Google Analytics um, to create databases for their ideal um, consumer, their ideal prospect to purchase something. Um, and the data might not even be used to study a specific individual. It might not be just to study you. They're getting all this information to study groups of consumers and groups of target consumers. Um, like I said, these devices are creating vast quantities of data about us um, that are pushing the boundaries of our security and our privacy. And I wanted to shed some light on a specific example of what consumer, I'm sorry, what marketers, what advertisers, what these businesses are able to see, and hopefully stir the pot and, and get people thinking on um, the next time they search and the next time they type something in their computer. Um, I think it's a right that consumers should know what people are able to see on the other side, on the business side, and I believe I open the light up to that aspect. So I want to thank everybody for listening in on this episode of Marketing Insights, and I hope to see you guys next time.